0: Ephesians 4, 1 to 16, that's page 1667. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, When he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ Himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip His people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftness of people in their deceitful scheming. does its work. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Thank you again for the chance to speak to you today, and um, we're you know really honoured to be here with you. Um, thank you also for your prayers when we got COVID. Um, and couldn't be here, I think, five weeks ago or whatever it was. Um, yeah. So And, you know, it's a great thing that we were able to reschedule our time like this. So why don't I pray as we um, look at this passage together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for <coughs> the Lord Jesus who, who came for us and, and in whom we have life. And we thank you for your word that teaches us and speaks to us now. And so I pray that we would have hearts that are open to your teaching uh, so that not only do we, do we learn more, but that we would be changed so that we can live lives that, that are more pleasing in your sight. Uh, this we ask in your Son's name. Amen. Uh, now you would have seen in our video um our new pastor Fumi Sensei he's actually really hard to miss although he's not he's not a big man but he um has a lot of presence um and he he talked about um crossroad church's commitment um to I mean he said it in English relational disciple making uh, that that's that's really um what he wants crossroad to be all about and um we're joining him next month um God willing in that work, uh, to help make disciples of Jesus who will grow and in turn make new disciples. Um, We're convinced uh, this is what we need to do as missionaries uh, because that's what God wants us to do. Um, And that's why I wanted to look at Ephesians 4 together Um, because Ephesians 4 reminds us that God wants us to grow as his family as each person humbly plays their part. And one of the things God wants his family to do is to, to send some people out so that his family can grow in other places, um, just like you've sent us out to be a part of the church in Japan. Um, now, we're jumping into the middle of the book, um, Right in the middle, in fact. Um, so it's great to get some context. Um, Ephesians was written by the Apostle Paul, who might have looked something like that. But um, he helped start the Ephesian church as a missionary himself, and he, he was later imprisoned as a follower of Jesus. And he's, in fact, he's writing this letter from prison. And in the first half of the letter. Uh, Paul's laid out God's plan for the world, how God is seeking to reestablish his authority in the world by placing his son, the Lord Jesus, as king over all. Um, and as part of that plan, the Lord Jesus is bringing together a brand new family of people from all different cultural and ethnic backgrounds. And so in chapter 4, after saying all of that, Paul starts to set out how this new family should live together uh, under the Lord Jesus uh, to be a family that's growing to maturity under him. It was great to see Tom mentioning how, you know, you are all seeking to grow in Christ here. And you see this in verse 15 if you're looking um, at the Bible uh, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is, Christ. Now, this is our aim at church, uh, that we grow as a united family under the Lord Jesus, living his way. Now, what are we aiming for as we grow towards maturity? Well, In fact, the rest of Ephesians, the rest of the letter Um, talks about the sort of behaviour that fits with Christian maturity. Um, But Paul has a couple of early ideas right right here in this passage. Uh, One is that God's people won't be sort of tossed around by all sorts of worldly ways of thinking. Instead, God's people will have a steady focus on God's word to guide our thinking. The second sign of of a maturing people is in the way we speak to one another. He talks about speaking the truth in love. Uh, Lots more we could say about that, but I'm just going to leave you with that thought. What does it mean to speak the truth in love? So how do we grow towards maturity, Uh, towards being a group of people who are grounded in God's word and able to speak the truth in love to one another. Paul focuses on two things. He first focuses on protecting the unity of the family. Then he focuses on the different roles family members should play within the family. So let's first look at the the unity we need to protect. And the first step is to confirm what we're united about. Uh, You know, we're not just united about any old thing. Uh, We're united about the good news of Jesus as found in God's word. The good news of Jesus. And Paul has already reminded his readers about what this is earlier in Ephesians Uh, you know, Paul describes how once all of us were as good as dead before God and deserved his punishment because of our wrongdoing. Yet God saved us by sending his son Jesus to take our punishment by dying on the cross. Uh, but Jesus didn't stay dead. He rose from the dead as God's king over all things. And God has given us new and eternal life with Jesus. Uh, and not only that, God actually binds together everyone, all of us who believe this good news with his Holy Spirit. And he binds us together to make us a family. Now, I hope for most of you, none of that was unfamiliar. You know, I hope for most of you that was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we believe that. I believe that. Um, But it's really important to keep confirming that as our shared belief. Um, Because we share this hope in Jesus with you, Beck and I, um, although we're not normally at St. Stephen's, we come to you as family, as people who share this common belief. And this is also the message Beck and I take to Japan as you send us, you're sending us to Japan to take this message. And to you and to us, Paul says, act like a family that's seeking to grow together. Um, now, the reality of this is that it can be really hard to love family. You know, maybe maybe you find it really easy to love your family around you at church, Um, but I can certainly think of times when it wasn't so easy to love someone, and I can think of times when probably I was pretty hard to love, Uh, which is why Paul says right at the start of this passage in verse 2, Be completely humble, gentle, patient, bearing with one another in love. You know these attitudes, these kinds of attitudes, are so important if we're trying to grow as God's family. You know because it's only with these kinds of attitudes that we learn to love one another, even if we disagree with someone, um, or even if we don't naturally get along with someone. Having these attitudes will probably help other people to love you. Even if they don't disagree, uh, even, yeah, even if they don't agree with you, even if they find you annoying. Now, you've actually demonstrated these kinds of attitudes to us um, over six, seven years now. You know, you've welcomed us each time we've come to Penrith. Um, and through your encouragement and support, while well, we've been in Japan. You know, we still remember Kind of the little, the toys that um, you guys sent us one year that the the kids really remember because they were toys that were popular in Australia at the time. And so um, people in Penrith wanted us, the kids, to have some toys that were popular in Australia at the time, and we really remember that. So we want to say thank you again for gently and patiently over these years loving us, even at such a distance. Uh, we also, Beck and I, want to act with uh, humility and gentleness as we work in Japan. Uh, in particular, we're joining a new church very soon now. Um, so as we join Crossroad, please pray that we and and they would show humility, gentleness, and patience for one another as we learn to live together as God's family. And amazingly, although you may never meet those people, they are your family as well, bound together by the Holy Spirit under Jesus. Um, So please pray for us and for your brothers and sisters at Crossroad. Now, I want to do that right now. Um, This is something I try and do in my sermons. I want you to take a moment uh, to give thanks to the Lord Jesus um, who's given you new life and made you a member of his body. And please pray that you might be gentle, humble, patient, bearing with one another to build the unity um, unity of the spirit. And please pray for us in this moment that we would have those attitudes as we start serving at Crossroad. So please take a moment right now to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that in the Lord Jesus we have new life. Help us as members of his family to be gentle and humble and bearing with one another, that we might be building the unity of the Spirit. Pray this in your Son's name. Amen. So as we protect this unity of God's family, particularly through our attitudes to one another, That will allow us to grow as a family under Jesus. And it also allows us to do the different things needed for God's family to grow Um, because we may be united, we may be one in Christ, but we're not the same. We all have different roles to play. And and I think that's a deliberate plan by God. Uh, Central to this passage, and actually the life of the church, is the work of the Lord Jesus. So, if you have a look at verses 8 to 10, you see a description of the victory of the Lord Jesus over the dark spiritual powers of this world. As an aside, dark spiritual powers are really important in Japan. You know, people are worshipping the dark spiritual powers. So please pray for that aspect as well, as you think of Japan. But Jesus has been victorious over those dark spiritual powers. And as victor, Jesus now gives us the spoils of that victory. And what he gives each of us are the gifts to serve one another as members of his body. This is part of God's ongoing grace to us. He gives each of us what we need to work for him and for our brothers and sisters in church. Um, I hope you see the importance of this. Um, Every single one of you has been given a part to play in God's plan. Um, That's whether it's on Sunday at church in the church gathering um, or whether it's during, you know, during the week you have a role to play wherever you go as God's person. Jesus has given you a role to fill that's probably different to the people around you, um, which is why we probably need those attitudes of gentleness and humility bearing with each other because it looks like you're serving one way, the other person's serving another way, and it looks different. And we might think, oh, that's weird, but God actually is thinking, no, no, each of you is doing something different, and that's a good thing. Now, if you're not sure what your role is, well, why not talk to your brothers and sisters about what part you could play at church, in the community? You know, Ask Tom and the pastoral team about what sort of things you could do, and then you could give something a go. So every one of us has work to do and a role to play. But there's also some specific work in the church, uh, which is focused on God's word that must be done. Um, This work is important because it equips all God's people to better fulfil their roles and to grow together. Um, so Paul talks about these roles in verse 11. Uh, Christ himself gave us the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service. Um, apostles are just, it's a straight translation, is the sent ones. You know, these are probably leaders in our church who are sent somewhere you know, maybe to start a new church or a new ministry. Um, prophets, I think, are those who have the gift to convey maybe a more personal message of God based on the Bible. Uh, evangelists tell non-believers the gospel. Pastors are those who guide people based on the words of the Bible while teachers teach the Bible. Uh, now, there's there's a lot more that could be said and is said about these roles and lots of debate about how Yeah, about all sorts of things around these roles, Um, but I don't want to get into the details now. Ask me later, or talk to Tom later if you have more questions. Um, I think these roles overlap. Um, I I also think anyone who's a Christian may, at different times, serve in one or more of these capacities, Um, whether you're paid or unpaid um, staff member or not. But I also think this is where we come in as missionaries. Um, Now, I suppose we're a kind of apostle, though not necessarily. Um, I guess we're people you've sent out to work with God's people in another part of the world. Um, So one of the debates around these um, roles is whether we still have apostles. So I think we have little A apostles now as opposed to big A apostles like Paul and Peter and John. But even if we hold that there aren't apostles as such anymore, I think the letter of Ephesians and other parts of the New Testament make it clear that churches will send out people to spread the good news or to encourage believers elsewhere, to equip them as members of Christ's body. As it says in verse 12. Um, That's what you do with us. You partner with us and you send us out to do this work of equipping and encouraging believers and then hopefully spreading the good news together with those believers in Japan. And it's really encouraging because we know Adam and Avril, who are at St. Stephen's at the moment, are preparing to go out. Um, I don't think they know where yet, but. Um, and so you are going to send them out to spread God's word and to equip the believers in a place God has prepared for them, which is really exciting. Now that's actually one of the reasons we're moving to Crossroad Church, um, and you see new minister wants us to get to know people at Crossroad, encourage and equip them so that they can grow as followers of Jesus, who spread the good news and equip other people to grow. That's the work we want you to partner with us, uh, to pray for us, to do this work that's only possible because the Lord Jesus equips us to do it, and as Jesus gives his gifts to the people we walk alongside. So let's do that again right now. Um, Please pray right now that the Lord Jesus would equip you to serve others and for the work that goes on at St. Stephen's. And please pray for us that we would be able to help equip the saints at Crossroad. So please take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for equipping each of us to do your work. I pray that we would humbly serve you and serve others, our brothers and sisters, to do your work so that together we might grow to maturity under the Lord Jesus. Amen. The Lord Jesus has given us all different gifts so we can humbly serve him and serve one another to do his work and grow as his family. And then God's family in one place is asked to send people out so they can spread the good news and encourage his family who are in other places around the world. But to get there, we need to pray because it's mainly the work of the Lord Jesus in the life of our church. So that's why I've taken the opportunity to pray during the sermon, reflecting what Paul says later in Ephesians, that we pray in the Spirit on all occasions. That's in chapter 6, verse 18, if you're interested. The Lord Jesus is at the centre of the action in church. And he has united us as a family. He gives each of us. The gifts needed to do his work together and it is as his body that we grow to maturity and he asks us to send people out to do his work in places like Japan so please keep praying for your own congregation here and for your brothers and sisters in Japan and please keep praying for us Um, using those prayer cards, using the QR code to get our regular prayer points. Just as Paul asks the Ephesians to pray for him, uh, that we would keep making known the gospel of Jesus so that we might see a Japan that knows Jesus. So let me pray to finish. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus the work he has done to save us, to give us new life, and the work he keeps doing so that we might be equipped to serve him, to serve one another, so that together we will grow. And I pray that as your people, as your family, we would keep, setting people aside and sending them out to different parts of Australia and the world so that others may hear your word and other brothers and sisters will be encouraged to grow. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.